You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hi, beautiful people I love. Hope you guys are having a really, really good day. If not, let's do something to change that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge believer in checking in, asking yourself, what is it that you actually need and figuring out a way to give it to yourself. Some of y'all just need rest, rest, not necessarily sleep. Sometimes you just need to rest from whatever it is that you're doing. Some of y'all need time to think. Some of y'all need to be loved on and supported, and so you need people around you. Some of y'all got too many people around you when you got too much noise. But asking yourself what it is that you actually need and then giving it to yourself is self-honoring. And, you know, you will find that you are replenished and restored, and then you can move forward. Sometimes I feel like Well, I talk to people and they're like, I just don't have time for all that. And in actuality, if you gave yourself that, you would actually be more productive because you are moving at a, um, you know, it's almost like how people say I'm running on fumes. Well, when you're full, you, you, you can get more done. So take a moment and give yourself what it is that you actually need. Now, y'all have a pretty good memory, but I can't remember if I said this before. But I repeat myself, too. We learn by repetition. But there is a book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And let me just run these by you, okay? The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. I wish I hadn't worked so hard for all you hustlers and grinders who burn the candles at both ends. I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Something you need to say that you haven't said and it's eating you up on the inside. It doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It could be something, somebody you love, something that you just want to express. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Relationships are really, really important. And I wish that I had let myself be happier. Now, You ain't dead yet. You still alive. But are you really living or are you just existing? Do we always have to get all the way to the end of something, the end of life, when things have fallen apart or when we're in a crisis situation to do something differently? We don't have to. We can actually make conscious choices to change something now. So we don't have to wait until you're on your deathbed. Because here's the thing about death. I wasn't even trying to make this morbid or talk about death, right? This brain of mine. The thing about death is everybody doesn't get a chance to reflect when they're dying. You know, some people may have illnesses and so they have some time to reflect. Some people die in an instant and so they don't get that. So let's just think about rather than us getting to the place of the top five regrets of the dying, You know, let's move that to the top five choices of the living because you are alive 
you have the mental capacity, you have the physical capacity, I'm guessing. And so you can move your life forward in such a way so that it is not lived with regret. I'm not talking about the whole YOLO and you just throw caution to the wind and just do whatever because, you know, there's always extremes. But give yourself permission to be happy, happier. You know, connect with those relationships that really mean a lot to you. Regardless of of what caused the disconnect, um, you know, working so hard, like it's okay to love your work and to love what it is that you do. But some people, they pour themselves into their work because it allows them to avoid dealing with difficult emotions. And so you find yourself a public success and a private failure. The people who love you the most, the people who are Entitled to your attention, your family, your partner, your spouse, your children, they have a sense of resentment because they have always had to play second fiddle to your work or to your something. It's not fair, and we can actually change that. So there's that. Ask yourself what you need, give it to yourself, and move right along. Listen, I use all of life as a classroom, client conversations, things I overhear, things I read, yes, whatever, right? So, oh wait, before I go into that, I want to give you all a resource. I'm real big on resources because I'm real big on personal development and growth. So, y'all might not believe this. I'm a visual learner, so I have a hard time actually listening to podcasts. So I have a hard time listening to things on Audible. My attention span is too short, so I have to read my way through things. And I can devour a book like nobody's business. But there, if you, some of y'all may already know, but my client shared with me the other day, there's a resource that's called Short Form, where it, it actually just gives you the summary of the book so that you can move through things very, very quickly. And she shared that with me. And I was like, oh, I'm about to be smart AF. So y'all going to hear me over here podcasting like, oh, yeah, and I read this and I read that because I'm short forming my way through it. Um, So something for all you avid readers or if you say, I just really don't have time to read the way that I want to read. We are without excuse. Okay. speaking of time, do y'all know Rito's Principle? First, the two things I'm always talking about, not always, a lot. Burrito's principle is that 20% of everything that you are doing is giving you 80% of the results. Parkinson's Law says work will expand to the time that you give it. Put those things together and put, first of all, stop giving yourself more time to do something than it actually takes. You know, I'm a huge believer in collapsing time frames. Sometimes you can ask, you can say, Oh, I'll have this done in a week when you can actually get it done in a day or two. But if you give yourself a week, guess what? It's more than likely going to take you a week to do it. So Parkinson's Law, you can use that to work in your favor and never give yourself more time than you actually need to do something. And then how do you find the time when you feel like your time is consumed? It's how you are using your time. Ask yourself, are you really satisfied or is it really fruitful, the things that you are actually giving your time to? Because I have had clients tell me that they were exhausted, that they were burning the candles at both ends, but then they're sending me something on social media 
in my, uh, you know, in my DMs. So they sliding in my DMs, sending me something. So I know that that means that some time mean that some time was spent scrolling. You don't just pop on there and just do one thing, right? So it's about, and I'm not saying that you can't have outlets or that kind of a thing, but you always got to think anything that you want, you are exchanging something lesser for something greater. So your time, you can exchange your time for something greater. You can exchange your time for the results that you actually want. It's completely up to you. But, um, and then Pareto's Law, 20% of the things that you're doing is responsible for 80% of your results. Listen, put more of your time in the 20% so that you can yield greater results because some of the things that you are doing are really a time suck. Some of the things that you are doing are really a time suck. Let me tell y'all what I mean. So I have decided that I am not going, when during the times when I'm working, I am not taking calls that are not unscheduled. Meaning, if somebody calls me just because they call me, it doesn't mean that I have to answer. And so if it's not a scheduled call, then it is going to have to wait until the time when I am not working. Because what happens is, if you stop, you answer a call, then you look up, you've given 30 minutes to an hour, and that is 30 minutes to an hour to something that you could otherwise be doing, right? To, to move your life, move your business forward. And unless it's someone who's a part of my inner, my inner are, you know, the people that share my last name or the people that are closest to me or, and even then, I, if I can say, hey, you know what? I can get back to you at so-and-so time, you know, or my whole point is that unscheduled calls, I'm just not going to do that. The other part is, if there's something that I don't need to do, I'm not going to do it. I'm a huge believer in the power of leverage. So if my assistant can do it, then guess what? I'm going to let her do it. Even if it's easier for me to do it, just so that I don't have to, uh, she's going to do it because that's what she's there for. So I'm going to free my time, my energy, my attention, for the top 20% of things that move the needle forward. And a lot of times the reason why we have a challenge doing this is because we don't want to let go. So I'll give you an example. I have two assistants, right? One of them is is about a month in. She's almost at a month in. Well, I look weekly at her spreadsheet and what she's doing, and I had a lot of questions about it. And so you know who I'm talking to? With the questions, I'm talking to my assistant and I'm saying, hey, you manage this, you communicate with her, you figure it out. And once y'all have the conversation and go through it, you only need to come back to me with whatever the result is, whatever the new process is, because I trust your judgment. Now, if it's something that I'm absolutely opposed to, I'll say no. But you know what that stopped me from doing? It stopped me from, I love data. It stopped me from going in to analyze a spreadsheet and getting all down into granular details that I just really don't need to see. I just really need to see the bottom line. I just really need to see a little bit of information and not involve myself all in the backstory of how you're getting it, right? And so I'm like, okay, wow. So then I tell her, okay, well, this person is coming on to do this. 
you already know this, so you can manage this process, right? And so then she's the person who's communicating with me. She knows my weird and quirky ways. She knows what I like and what I don't like. And so she can help them get up to the standard or tell me, hey, they're just not going to meet that. But some of y'all have such a time letting go of things because people don't do things like you. Well, guess what? They're not going to do things like you. So you're going to have to be willing. I said this before. You're going to have to be willing to grow people. You're going to have to be willing to see, hey, they have 80% of the things that I need. And here's the 20% that's room for them to grow. Right. And when you have the core things that you need, then you, you can grow somebody. Now, if they don't have the core, okay. Sayonara. I hope that means goodbye. So yeah, leverage, using the power of leverage to set yourself free. Then let's talk about this. When I go to Dubai, I'm actually going to be speaking on rewriting the rules of the game, like redefining success, rewriting the rules of the game. And I'm a huge advocate of success your way, your time, your terms, and fuck what everybody else is doing. That's just the best way that I can say it. Because what everybody else is doing and other people's perceptions and how this person did this, it holds us hostage a lot instead of saying, hey, that's not my way. This is my way right here. So for example, forever and ever and ever, I felt like I was a failure in life because it just seems like my life just wasn't moving forward in the way that I envisioned. When I scrapped my idea for success and I was like, okay, God, what it is that I'm supposed to be doing? God's idea for success for me is being in service to people. It doesn't mean that all of the things that I desire are not attached to that process, but I was not attached to to the purpose for which I existed in a real way. It was all about me, 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 me. It was all about acquiring things. And now I'm not concerned about acquiring things. My greatest concern is about serving people. Let's be clear. I'm a philanthropist, but in business, you're going to pay me. That's not what I'm saying. But, but, but money is not my primary driver. Money is not my primary driver. It's impact and it's service. And it took me a long time to get there. But I, was, I had success in mind, and it was tied to what other people said success was. So you have to define what that looks like for yourself, and you stick to what success looks like for you, and don't allow what so-and-so is doing to deter you from that. What got me to thinking about that is I find so many people to just be not content with their lives. Like something feels like it's missing. And a lot of times what feels like it's missing is it's either one of two things. You know that you could be doing more, that you could have more. You know that you that there is more for you and you are just not living up to that. And so that creates an inner tension because you know that there is more in you. The other Part of that that I see equally as, equally as frequently is you're in the comparison trap. Comparison is always going to bring its little handy friend despair. You're going to compare and then you despair because you're going to compare your, what you perceive to be your worst to somebody else's best. And then you're going to feel like you suck or either your ego is going to have you comparing your best to somebody else's worst. And then now you feel like you got a sense of superiority 
And now you're going to get comfortable because you're like, well, at least I'm doing better than them. I'm telling you, the ego, the ego plays a whole lot of mind games on people. But anytime you're comparing yourself, you, your eyes are on the wrong thing. If you see something and somebody is doing something in such a way that you want to, there's no need to compare yourself, but you can say, hey, if she can do it, I can do it. If he can do it, I can do it. I see what's possible. And so let me see what that looks like for me. But a lot of times we develop that secret envy, you know, in our hearts. And it's hard to move into something that you want when you hate the fact that somebody else has it, right? Instead, it's like celebrating the fact that they have love or that they have great business or that they have great relationships or people, you know, whatever it is, right? Celebrate that and love that for people and, you know, and then move in it for yourself. So now there's that. I'm going to spend the last time talking about this because this is, this is, um, this is really a thing that I want to help y'all with. I was talking to one of my clients the other day. And she was telling me about something that um, really resonated with her. And I was like, okay. I said, that makes a lot of sense. I was listening to it and it actually made a lot of sense. But then I said, hmm. I said, I could be wrong. But I know that you think that this is the thing. I said, but that hasn't been my experience with you. And I said, what I really think is the thing is that if you really move forward in everything that we are doing, that you are doing, that you want to do, and stop stopping yourself, you are afraid of the success of that because you know that it will be successful. You are afraid of what happens on the other side of struggle, what happens on the other side of Fear. What happens on the other side of really stepping into your power? I said, I think that is the greater fear. And you can settle around and hang out around. Oh, I'm really afraid of this because that feels like a familiar fear. And it feels like where you can just kind of stop yourself and you feel like you need to dig into this. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't buy it. I absolutely don't buy it. I said, the thing is, you know you are that girl. You know you are her because you've had glimpses of it. And she scares the shit out of you to really be fully in your power. And so you do it for a little bit and then you shrink back. And then you create a bottleneck with yourself or you sabotage something or you don't do something or you don't show up to something. I said, because guess what? By being inconsistent or by not showing up, then you start to water down other people's expectations of you. So then they don't look to you to fully step into who you are. But baby girl, I see you. I see you. This, this is what I be trying to help y'all understand. Shameless plug here, okay? I do this shit for real. I do this for real. I don't just work with people and get on a call with them. And then be like, oh, let's talk about your business woes. And then let's just use these cookie cutter strategies to help you figure things out. You cannot hide with me. You absolutely cannot hide with me. I remember my cousin told me, she said, you know, you make people feel naked when they don't want to be. Well, listen, you're about to be assed out because I see you, okay? So if you don't want that kind of thing, you probably don't want to work with me. But so many of us... We feel like nobody sees us and we want to be seen and we want to be known and we we want to be understood. But then when that light comes and it's like, I see you, it's like, uh-oh, 
I'm so, I'm so unaccustomed to being seen for real. Now I don't know what it is that you actually see. You're safe with me with what it is that I see, but my whole point is that you are not going to exist in my world and I don't see the potential in you and I don't see all of the baggage. It's not, it's not happening because that's what God has anointed me to do in people is to move them into potential and a greater sense of purpose. So all I'm saying is if y'all would have heard my client, if y'all would have heard hear most of my clients, y'all would be like, I can understand because I feel the same way. And uh-huh. And, and y'all would just be in a whole familiar story, not understanding that that is not the actual thing. And so my point is some of y'all settled around and are hanging out and have this emotional attachment to bullshit, to things that are not really the thing that are keeping you from moving forward. You are the only person that is keeping you from moving forward. Because listen, as many conversations as we've had about your childhood conditioning and about trauma and about child adverse childhood experiences and about how it's showing up, some of y'all have settled for epiphanies and information. There is no information that you are going to get, no insight that is greater than you taking action. There is no greater insight than you actually taking action. That's where you get real feedback, is when you take action and you say, ooh, this didn't work, or wow, this worked beautifully. But we have settled in mediocrity and just information. And so every time we get a new hit of information, the dopamine center in our brains feels rewarded And then it's like, okay, now you got to go get another hit of information. That's why TikTok is so powerful, because you can get those dopamine dopamine hits in in very frequent doses, okay? So you got to mind fuck yourself out of this pattern. And let me tell you what I mean by that. I'm a coach, right? All day, every day. I'm a coach. And so if you're working with me, guess what I'm trying to do? Guess what I'm going to put your ass right in the game? Because most people, they, they might think that they're in the game, but they're they're not really playing the game, right? They're 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 kinda they they might be physically in the game, but in their mind they're still on the bench. Okay? Let me tell you something. All y'all bench players, you have this the audacity to criticize what other people do are doing who are actually in the game while you sit on the sidelines, not actually taking part. But those people who are actually in the game, uh uh-huh, they look crazy. Uh Uh-huh, they look awkward. Uh Uh-huh, people have a lot of stuff to say about them, but they are in the game. They are getting real feedback. They are able to perfect what it is that they're doing, tweak what it is that they're doing. They're going to get better. And before you know it, they are winning, right? Because they got in the game. You, on the other hand, you have a whole playbook of what you should be doing, how you should be doing it, when you should be doing it, and you've settled on the damn bench, right? And what happens is your critique doesn't matter when you're not in the game. Dion Cole said it best. He said, do you know how you play in Family Feud when you're at home and you got all the right answers? Your answers don't matter because it's not a real-life scenario. Man, I kill Family Feud because I'm not in there. I'm not on camera. I'm not on the spotlight. I'm not, don't have the timer. I don't have people watching me. So it's real easy to confuse what you would do if you were in the game with actually doing it by being in the game. So for all you sideline critics, shut up. For all you sideline critics that have something to say about what people are doing who are actually doing it, 
Shut up. Get yourself in the game. And when you get yourself in the game, then you have something to actually say because you are actually moving forward too. But let me tell you what happens. You sit on the proverbial sidelines. Don't confuse looking like you playing with um, playing. I heard somebody say it this way. You can have a vacuum cleaner and you run the vacuum cleaner all over the rug and to the eye, it looks like you are vacuuming and you might be making lines in the rug, but the damn vacuum ain't plugged in. So some of y'all are going through the motions and you're like, oh, I'm in the game. I'm playing the game. Vacuum ain't plugged in. You're making lines in the rug, but you ain't picking up nothing because it's not actually plugged in. And some of y'all are not plugged in, but you're going through the motions, but you have the audacity to have something to say about what other people are doing. Now, we all have things to say. That's, 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 let's be clear. But y'all understand my point. Get in the game. I was speaking to somebody yesterday and I was talking about I was going to go do this and that. And they were like, well, you know, I, that ain't really something that I would be interested in. Well, thanks for sharing, but because you don't need to be interested in it because this, this is what I'm going to do. Right? I, this, this, this is for me. Yeah, but I just think that I would be more interested in this. Well, then you should probably go do that. Like, oh, okay, great. Th- thanks for sharing. But listen, I, but then my question was, well, if these are the things that you are interested in, when are you going to go do those? Basically, I'm saying, when are you going to get in the game? Now, let me shine this spotlight on you. Now that we know what you don't want, When are you going to get in the game to create these things that you say will be a better fit for you? Nothing, okay? Nothingness. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes we do all of these things to actually avoid doing what it is that we need to do. But let me tell you where that really sucks. What you look at is somebody who's starting, somebody that doesn't look like they're they're quite clear, they're figuring it out but they're figuring it out on social media. Their stuff looks all over the place, but they keep showing up and they're consistent and they're getting the feedback. And you know what happens? Then you look up and now this person has zoomed past you. Uh, Again, this is not about comparing, but you compare yourself to people anyway. Now, these people, that person, they have an unfair advantage over you. You know why? Because they got in the game. Because they kept showing up because they were consistent, because they looked at the things that they needed to look at and they changed the things that they needed to change because they took imperfect action and they got the feedback. They took the coaching, right? You ever seen a player and a coach and the player and the coach don't agree and the, and, and the player rise up against the coach like basically, I'm the player, you can't tell me nothing. Mm-hmm. You the player, but you're not coachable. You the player, but you're not coachable. And so you know what needs to happen? Coach need to bench you and put somebody in the game. They may not have your your skill necessarily, but they're coachable and they're going to execute the plays and they're not just thinking about themselves, they're thinking about other people. They're thinking about the rest of the team, right? So some of us, we just really need some, some attitude adjustments. There is a lane called yours and you have, quote unquote, competitors in your market. You see them doing the things that you wanna do. If they can do it, you can do it. But you know the unfair advantage that they have over you is that they are in the game. They ain't thinking about being in the game. They're not writing handbooks about what it'll look like when they get in the game. They take action and figure it out as they go along. 
So your perfectly curated and crafted plan that is not executed means absolutely nothing, right? So I'm going to leave you with this. I've said this before. T.I. said it best when he said, I don't want no mediocre. But I remember my former pastor saying, there's some really good pastors. Anyway, he said, mediocrity is like you set out to climb a mountain and you get to the halfway point and you stop and you go back down. He said, that's that's the definition of mediocrity. And so some of y'all have these mountain-sized dreams, but you have mediocre minds, mediocre endurance, mediocre execution. And so you go halfway up the mountain and you just like, well, at least I went halfway. If you're going to go, go to the top. If you're going to go, go. I don't care how long it takes you to get there, but set your eyes on the top and go and be your best, right? Mediocrity, man, you, you know what mediocrity makes you? Unforgettable. People, we don't remember mediocre people. We don't remember mediocre. You are unforgettable and you are not put here to be mediocre in anything. So take that, do what you will. I love each and every one of you. Share the podcast with somebody who needs a gentle nudge and have a beautiful rest of your day.